In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Have you heard the chord? Have you heard about the chord? You may have no idea what I'm talking about, and I didn't know what I was talking about until about a week ago when I first learned about the chord, which has become something of uh, a pop, caught the popular imagination, at least within church musicians. You see, in the hymn, the carol, uh, O Come All Ye Faithful, there was a special arrangement written by David Wilcox, who was formerly of Christ Church, uh, Christ College, Cambridge, which has the lessons in, famous lessons and carol service for over a hundred years. He wrote uh, an, an arrangement to that carol, to that hymn, that uh, extrapolates along, uh, beyond the usual accompaniment. And so there is a chord that fits within the last verse of that carol, which people find so fantastic that they are talking about it, they are... Um, they have written about it, they are, um, there was an article in the New York Times about it, and they are making sweaters about it. If you don't believe me, Kevin is wearing the cord on him right now. So, Kevin bought this sweater, I read this article, and all of a sudden I learned about the cord. So Kevin, would you play leading into that so people can hear the cord for themselves? They heard it already, but they may not have been aware. has chosen a somewhat spiky chord on this word of word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. What's fascinating here, and what people really, I think, are drawn to, is this isn't just a nice little major chord that makes us think, oh, the word, what a happy thing. It's got dissonance in it, a little bit of darkness, which actually expands its beauty by making it that much more mysterious. And what I think he's doing, in his own subtle way, what Wilcox is doing and what churches around the world are doing by using this arrangement, are introducing just enough of that notion of darkness to make the coming of the light into the world that much more powerful and that much more important. Because if you keep reading, if you read the prologue to John, if you read the nativity story in Luke or Matthew, you realize that this light that created all things, this word that is light, was born into an immediate state of conflict. When the light shows up, it is in conflict with the dark, right? For Jesus to be born into this world is for him to be rejected, not received, John tells us, by his own people, 
people who already knew him and loved him. All of this is a reminder to us that all the good and happiness of this Christmas holiday is not just nice, it is important. Because for us to be reminded of the light, of the word that came into this world by becoming flesh, that brought light and life to all people, requires of us to choose that light, that life, continually. Because it will be continually in conflict in conflict with the state of things, in conflict with the world, in conflict with our own predilection for sin. That spiky cord brings in just enough of that dissonance and darkness to make the light that shines through on the top of the cord that much more beautiful. I hope you haven't had time to read the paper this morning, but if you have, and if you've read the New York Times, you'll see uh, an interesting article about uh, what, how they're trying to celebrate Christmas in Ukraine right now, where they have no electricity or very little electricity and are obviously under threat of attack at any given moment. And it's fascinating the ways in which they're trying to keep the light alive in this season. They're putting their Christmas trees in displays down in railway stations. Santa's camping out on the platform. They are, uh, they've created uh, in the center of Kiev a, uh, a, a massive tree that you have to pedal a bike to light up. So people come through and take shifts to pedal so that it'll light up. And the kids hop on and try to do it so they dance around and try to see just for a moment this flicker of light. In the midst of what is a very, very dark situation. Places like Ukraine. Places like our own homes and lives, which at this time of year can feel rather dark. And as the world is rejoicing, we may be weeping. How do we keep the light alive for ourselves? That's a question. You don't need to answer it now, but you do need to answer it with your life. As you go forward from this place, Choose that light, that life that came into this world at Christmas in the Word becoming flesh and dwelling among us. Would never lose the conviction that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not, has not, will not overcome it. Amen.